The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is up, Bengals fans? It has been an insane week, a great week full of interviews, full of shows, and all kinds of different things. We just hopped out of the team media session because we are joined by one of the greatest players in Bengals history, Mr. Ken Anderson, joining us on the program again on this very special week. Ken, how are you, sir? Thank you for making time. I know you're very busy this week. No, I'm doing great. Um, you know, I had back surgery, I guess, three weeks ago now. I had oh, a gosh. Of vertebra fused together, but I'm in no pain, and I can walk around, and uh, gosh, I mean, I can't do a whole lot, but I can sit on the couch and watch football and drink beers. That's a pretty good deal. Well, that's, that is that is the life in many ways right there, so I like that, but I, I did not know about the back surgery. Hope everything's going well there, and once again, I appreciate you making time, and I know you've got a, a pretty slam schedule, but I appreciate you squeezing us in. Let's just kind of dive right in. Unfortunately, my partner in crime, John Sheeran, couldn't be with us here to, to kind of pepper you with some questions too, but I'm going to make do here and ask you to rewind and look back. I think the last time we had you on here was August, September, when we did the charity fest for, for the Ken Anderson Alliance yep. and other, other charities. Um, we were optimistic at the time about the team. I don't know if we were Super Bowl optimistic. You, you maybe were opt- more optimistic than I, but reflect back on that and where the team is now headed to Super Bowl 56? Well, I think, you know, back then we saw what the potential of this team was. And, and I think, you know, we could see that through the start of the season. What were they five and four after the first nine games? And mm-hmm. they showed promise. I mean, going into Baltimore when Baltimore was healthy and putting a thumping on them, you know, but then the next week they go to New York, the Jets. I don't know if they'd won a game at that point in time and kind of laid an egg against a backup quarterback. So they kind of, you know, they'd win one big, lose one. Well, we think we should have won that one. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look back at the losses. It was, you know, a big turnover, you know, a fumble return for a touchdown, you know, an untimely interception, a blown coverage for a touchdown. All of a sudden we get to December and those mistakes stopped and we started winning. And then it continued through the playoffs. Um, You know, a big deal made in Cincinnati, you know, the, 
first playoff win in 31 years. I mean, that's a lot of baggage to carry around. <laughs> the, yeah. you know, unfortunately, it was only for us fans. The players didn't have that baggage. Most of them weren't born 31 years ago. They have no idea the curse of Bo Jackson. These guys are just out playing football. You know, they, they play because they like each other. They play because they trust each other. Um, you know, they say, hey, we think we're a pretty good football team. We expect to win. And, you know, and they're making believers out of us now. And, you know, you go to the playoffs and, man, I think we've been behind in every game. And then, then you know, we make, managed to come back and we got this 22-year-old kicker. Where the heck did he come from? <laughs> that all of a sudden said, oh, yeah, oh, oh, I guess it's time to go to the AFC Championship game. Let me make a 52-yarder. I mean, this guy, you know, and, and every week it's kind of been, you know, like that. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm so happy for the players. I'm so happy for Zach Taylor. You know, here's a guy that after his second year, what, he won six games, a lot of owners in this league would not have kept him. You know, young guy, doesn't know what he's doing. We can't win any games. Oh, we got to make a change. Mike Brown saw something, and he stuck with him. And, you know, if I can share a story with you, this goes back to 2019. Bengals win two games that year. About three-quarters of the way through the season, they go to London. And I happen to be at that game. Mm Mm-hmm. So they practice on Thursday in Cincinnati, get on a plane, fly all night, go to London, go to the hotel, drop my bags off. Okay, let's go practice. It's rainy, it's drizzly, it's cold in London. I mean, I've been on good teams that something like that, you just go through the motions of a practice just to get it over with. Was one of the most spirited, well-executed practices I've ever seen. I said, Mm. these guys buy into what Zach Taylor is saying. Uh, he's got the pulse of this team. He's created a culture. And, and I think, you know, the, the players contribute to that culture. You know, when I said they hold each other accountable, you know, they get a new guy coming in. Hey, you're not working hard enough. You know, you don't want to work as hard as we're doing. We don't need you here. So that locker room is a good locker room. And, you know, they've got great leadership. I mean, just on the offensive side of the ball, Joe Mixon's been there through a lot. Tyler Boyd's been through there uh, through there a lot. You know, Joe Mixon, or uh, excuse me, Joe Burrows is showing great leadership capabilities. You know, that's the kind of guy. And I was down at the pep rally. Uh, I was one mm-hmm. of the guys that got to, to speak before the team came out. And just to listen to these guys, you know, the Trey Henderson, who came from New Orleans, a winning team, you know, and, and he's having a great year for us. But he can show these guys what it takes to win. Um, you know, so like I said, I'm just, you know, C.J. Uzama comes. But a, a great inspiration at tight end. And. It was kind of fun to watch him on the podium talking. And as he's talking to the crowd, he takes his knee brace off and throws it <laughs> off the stage. He said, I'll be ready. I'm not going to miss this game. So, But that's the kind of attitude that they have. They they don't – are they young enough that they don't know what they're not supposed to know? I, you know? I don't know. But I just know that these guys have a lot of confidence in themselves. They believe that they belong in this game. They've worked hard to get to this game. The coach trusts them. And how about going out to a Super Bowl? Oh, we fight on Tuesday. Well, today's an off day. You guys are off today. Get off the plane. See you at midnight. Right. Well, I mean, I, I Forrest Greg never would have done that. <laughs> he got off the plane and gone, put pads on and gone and hit somewhere, you know. <clears throat> but he trusts this team. He knows the pulse of the team. And, uh, my gosh, I, ca- I can't wait for Sunday to come around. And, you know, hopefully it's our time to win. Um, I don't know for when. I, 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 I really believe that we will. But I know one thing, that these guys will go out there and play their best. And, 
that's always kind of the regret that I had in the Super Bowl that I played in, that uh, that we went out that game and we did not play our best. And, you know, five turnovers, you don't deserve to win a game. And uh, that, that's, that's been a big regret of mine. I don't think that's going to happen to this football team. They may get beat, but they won't beat themselves. Yeah, it seems that way. And they seem to win a lot of different ways. And they seem to come back from a large amount, you know, large deficits, or they hang on to lead. It's just crazy how they've been doing things. Are you surprised? You mentioned Joe Burrow. Are you surprised at not only his ascension to top quarterback status in the league so quickly, not even two full years into his career, and are you also surprised at how quickly Jamar Chase was able to take the NFL by storm this year? You know, not surprised at Joe. You know, number one, he's 25. You know, he's a little bit older than a standard mm-hmm. second-year player. And, 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 my gosh, you look at what he's been through in, in his career. You know, going to Ohio State and, and leaving, you know, to go to LSU of all places, you know. You talk about a culture shock going from Ohio to LSU and winning the job. And, you know, you talk about Jamar Chase. And when they were both were down there, they're out in the practice field behind the stadium on their own working together. You think why they have a connection? They put the hours in together. Um, going through the SEC West, going into Tuscaloosa to play Alabama, uh, and then getting them, you know, in the, uh, the, champ, you know, the championship game and, and, you know, going through the college football playoffs, winning a national championship against Clemson. I mean, he's been in big games before, and he shines in big games, and he's shown that with the Bengals. Talking with Ken Anderson, Bengals legend, Ring of Honor, inductee of the uh, member of the inaugural class of the Ring of Honor. Let's let's talk about that and backtrack a little bit, Kenny, and talk about that, some of your Super Bowl experiences, and then maybe get your thoughts on this game and whatnot. Um, uh, you know, the Bengals, we, we talked a lot about the Ring of Honor and, and, you know, what it would mean should they ever do it. And lo and behold, it happened this year. You experienced it at the halftime at the Jaguars game on Thursday night football. Talk about just what that moment meant to you and the fact that the, the Bengals organization executed that idea and did so in what, what seemed like a very, very amazing way. Well, and congratulations to Elizabeth Blackburn. I think she was the spearhead behind all that. And, you know, I don't know if Mike is anything like me. You know, I don't give a dang what my kids say. But when my grandkids come up, they get anything they want. So maybe, you know, Mike doesn't <laughs> listen to, to Katie and little Paul Brown a lot. You know, but, but when Elizabeth comes into the organization, she can kind of do what she wants. But I, I heard that she had a tremendous presentation that she went in with that she was ready to make this happen and and they loved the idea um i think for me as much as an individual honor as it was and 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 i was so proud to be in the inaugural class i think more than anything i was happy for all of us old bengals you know and, and the the city of cincinnati and the bengals have taken a lot of hits in the national media and when we were in the 70s and 80s, we were as good as any team in the National Football League. And I think all of a sudden, you know, the focus now came on, let's go back to that years because Cincinnati has a great football tradition and it's a winning tradition and kind of, you know, to, to bring back those memories. And then, you know, lo and behold, now the team is making more memories. And I think that's why so many, you know, uh, us older guys are just so proud of this team 
is now Cincinnati's getting recognized as a good football team. Ken, uh, going back to your Super Bowl experience, one of the narratives I've kind of heard this week, which I found interesting, you know, when you think about distractions this week, it's the media week, it's the long break, it's all this kind of stuff where you go, okay, that's that's kind of where some of the issues may come up for some of these players if they're not fully focused. But one of the areas that I've been hearing about that actually is quietly one of the hardest areas to navigate for a team is the extended halftime period and the long period leading up to, to the kickoff. Do you agree with, with that as being kind of an issue with your Super Bowl experience? And if not, what other elements are teams needing to navigate this week outside of just the general media week? Well, I, I think that's the, the, the big difference between now and when I played is the media blitz. You know, they, you know, ESPN was in its infancy then. I think the only thing they broadcast was the Hartford Whalers. Um, you know, you didn't have all these different sports stations. You know, we went there and we had our media day and we had no other media responsibilities during the week. These guys have press conferences every, you know, whether they do, you know, at lunch or whether they do them after practice. But every day they're still dealing with the media. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that's, uh, you know, one of the big things. Uh, you know, the coach tries to prepare you for the, the, the longer pregame and, and the longer halftime. And, and uh, you know, it was, I mean, it was long for us because we're down 20 to nothing. And uh, none of the coaches talked to us at halftime. You know, they kind of <laughs> just let us stew. We kind of just said, you know, hey, we're better than this. We can go out and do it. And, and I remember, you know, when I was, you know, coaching with the Steelers and we happened uh, to win a Super Bowl, you know, we were in the locker room and, uh, and Coach Tomlin would not let the coaches talk to the players. You know what's the normal halftime is 12 minutes. So he would not let the coaches talk to the players until there was 12 minutes to go. So the players could relax. You could have a snack, an orange, something like that. You know, put on a dry T-shirt. Okay, let's get back to 12 minutes to go. Okay, here's our normal time. You know, let's here's the adjustments we're going to make. Let's go out and play. So there's a lot of different ways to handle it. And, and, and like I said, these guys – they roll with the punches, uh, you, you know, they just, uh, you know, we, we got to go up to UC's bubble. Okay. Let's get on a bus. We're in an ice storm in Cincinnati and let's go, let's go up and get our practice done. You know, they, uh, you know, they don't care before that it was cold and they're going out and practicing in the stadium to get ready for a game. Now nah, we got to get ready. Let's just do it. So these guys, they can handle any situation, I believe. Well, Ken, you've you've been in a Super Bowl as a player. You mentioned you coached one as well. I, I'm curious to get you've you've mentioned some of the the negative memories, the five turnovers and that sort of thing. I want to hear maybe a positive memory about the Super Bowl as well as I've been asking a lot of former players this week about what you think a potential Super Bowl win would specifically mean to the Brown family and Mike Brown, being that they have been uh, not painted in the most favorable light in by the national media. Well, you know, I'll give you a, a Super Bowl memory. You know, I was MVP of the league that year. I was the comeback player of the, the year that year. And so we go to Pontiac, Michigan, and my roommate was Dave Lapham. And, and we land and we go to the hotel and we get our key. We go to our room. There's no bed in the room. I said, Lap, MVP, we got a suite, baby. And we're checking the doors on the side of the room. No, th those are all locked. And we look around. The only bed in the room was a pull-down double bed on the wall. Oh, my gosh. No I said, way. this is what the MVP gets? And I said, Lap, <laughs> I like you a lot, but you're 300 pounds. You and I aren't going to fit in that bed. 
So we had to go down, and luckily they found another room for us that had two beds in it. So wow, um, you know, as far Hide, as hideaway it, bed, yeah, wow. Uh, as far as what it would mean to, you know, to to get the Super Bowl, I, mean, I would be so happy for Mike Brown. He um, he wants to win badly. People don't know that they they just they think a lot of things about Mike Brown, but he wants to win, and I think the players understand that. And, and I was telling somebody to say, "What do you think Cincinnati would be like the day after the game?" And I said, "It won't be standing." I said, "Not because of fires and, and all that other stuff. The sounds in Cincinnati for the cheering will be so loud. The reverberation will just the buildings will crumble in Cincinnati because of the noise." Um, so no, it's it would be nice to see Cincinnati get their their first one. You know, yeah. there's. Uh, you know, we're one of uh, you know what a dozen teams that that uh, well there's several teams that haven't been to a Super Bowl and and several more that haven't won. It'd be nice to get into that status that that we've won a Super Bowl team and Cincinnati's a great sports town and you know the Reds got a lot of Super or a lot of World Series wins to show for it. It would be nice for the Bengals to get that World Championship Lombardi Trophy to show for it. Ken, we're going to get you out of here in just a minute. I know you're slammed with all kinds of appearances and, and good stuff. And again, I can't thank you enough for making an appearance on our show. Before we do and before we talk about the Ken Anderson Alliance and happenings there, what are what is your prediction for this game? Some I, I think there's some obvious keys to it, but how do you see this thing playing out on Sunday? I think the Bengals figure out a way to win. If you think I'm betting against Joe Burrow, you're nuts. Um, you know, and I think one of the things, you know, a lot's been said about you know, Aaron Donald in the middle, you know, and, and I think, you know, most quarterbacks will tell you pressure up the middle is the toughest one for them. Um, we got to figure out a way to answer that. And some have said, well, you know, you got to be able to run the football. Well, we've won on the arm of Joe Burrow. I, I said, I'm going to put the game on his, but I think you need to run the ball some. And, and Joe Mixon is a great running back. And when you run, you've got to get that four plus yards. You got to stay ahead of the down and distance. Um, I think Joe's going to have to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Uh, I think one of the reasons, one of the ways to do that is they've been very successful this year in going five out, you know, three on one side, yeah. two on the other, no backs in the backfield. He's in the shotgun. I think, you know, he'll figure out what the defense is trying to do and can find a place to go with the football very quickly. So um, we know we can come from behind. Uh, I kind of like this game that us, maybe we could jump out to the lead early. Um, That'd be I'd nice. like to kind of have the game won at the end. Uh, you know, I don't want Money Mac or Shooter McPherson, whatever nickname he I think he likes Shooter <laughs> the best. I don't want him to have to win another one for us, although I got total confidence in him if he has to, to do that. So, no, I'm just uh, enjoying it. I, I wish I could be out there. Uh, my two daughters are, are on a plane right now heading out there on, on one of the Bengals charters, and uh, they're uh-huh. going to have a great time. So I said, a lot of FaceTiming out there. I want it at the stadium. I want to see what's going on. So I'll kind of relive the game through them. That's awesome. Well, let's let's hear about some of the recent happenings with the Ken Anderson Alliance. We were able to raise quite a bit of money thanks to the generosity of a lot of our listeners back in August, September uh, time for to kick off the Ring of Honor celebration and whatnot. But uh, I know you've got the the Kenny's uh, Who Day Lager. I had some of that week one. No, 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 no. It's not Who Day Lager. Uh, it's, it's Kenny's, Kenny's day, day drinking. drinking day lager. drinking lager. That's yes, right. Day right drinking now. lager. Come on, Anthony. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, day, day drinking lager. I did have some of it. Um, it, it is delicious. But uh, what else is going on with the Ken Anderson Alliance? 
Well, right now we've got uh, 14K in 14 days. We're trying to raise $14,000 in 14 days. And it started after the AFC Championship game. It just happened to be 14 days to the Super Bowl. I think, you know, I got a connection with 14. That may have been my number. And so um, what we're Maybe. doing is ask people to go to uh, our website, KenAndersonLions.org, and buy a ticket. You can buy one for $14. You can buy a few more for $140, a bunch more for $1,400. And then we're, after the Super Bowl, we're going to draw a winner. Uh, we're going to draw three winners. You get the three different things we're going to give away. One is uh, a limited edition bottle of bourbon from the New Rift, New Rift Distillery uh, in northern Kentucky that honors uh, me going into the Ring of Honor. Uh, we've got an old school helmet that, uh, that I used to wear that has the webbing in it rather than padding. I've signed that with a bunch of stats on it. And we've also got a really literally a one-of-a-kind on one item that uh, after the Bengals won uh, in Nashville, they've been going around and giving out game balls. And uh, they took one to 16 lots where they make Kenny's day yeah. drinking lager uh, and gave them one. And they noticed that the date was wrong. Uh, the, the, the day and, the, and the, the month were correct, but they had 2015 rather than 2022. Hmm. And, you know, they didn't want to go back to the Bengals and say anything, but the Bengals saw on social media what the date was and gave them another one. Well, they've given us that one-of-a-kind game ball with the wrong date on it. So go to Kenny Anderson or go to KennyAndersonAlliance.org. You can buy a ticket, and we're going to raise fourteen grand in 14 days. Well, we will promote the heck out of that. And I apologize, the day drinking lager, day drinking lager, delicious, delicious stuff. I had some week one. And if you will indulge me one more second, I know you got to get out of here. No, but I'm, I'm good. I want to I want to say this to you uh, from on a personal note. You probably do not remember this. This is week one. And we got to meet you at Bengal Jim's tailgate on your way out of there. You were meeting a ton of people. And I got to say, you are one of the most gracious guys. And I just I, I had to meet you. And it was great meeting you. I think I have one of your day drinking loggers perhaps in my hand right there. Um, so I did, that's me and my nephew. He had a great time out there and he was jazzed to meet you too. So I just want to give you a personal thank you for, for allowing us to meet you and say, Hey, do you out there? If you know how much it hurt me to walk, I was, we had a, a little booth uh, up on the banks for my foundation selling stuff and walked down to that tailgate and have to walk back up oh. with the back, the way it was. Um, like I say, now I can do it. No problem. It's so nice not to be in, in any pain. And uh, I think we ought to do this maybe again next week so we can all gloat when the Bengals win <laughs> their first Super Bowl. I hope so. Thanks, Ken, for your time. And thank you again just uh, for meeting us in week one. It was a, it was a distinct pleasure. And I, I hate to hound you as much as I do to come on, but you're one of our very, very favorite guests. And we will do what we can to promote the 14,014 14, days for the Ken Anderson Alliance. Appreciate you. Well, you know, and, and thank you. I, I feel like today I've been on media row out at the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm finally done for the day. You're my eighth interview of oh the day. Gosh. So I was warmed up, ready for you. Um, I do have some Kate, Kenny's day drinking lager I brought with me uh, in the fridge. And I think now it's time to indulge. Uh, please do. Please do. And have one for me or a couple You're, for me, maybe. <laughs> the only thing better than the first one is the next six pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Ken. Enjoy Sunday, and hopefully we can catch up soon. And we'll be we'll be pumping uh, the Ken Anderson Alliance and get try and get you some more funds there for you. Thanks, Anthony. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it, sir. 
Ken Anderson, Bengals legend on the Orange and Black Insider. Again, I hope he goes and enjoys some frosty ones after a very long day of interviews. And uh, I, I can't thank him enough for how kind he has been to this show. I always feel like a pest bothering him to come onto the show, but he is just so gracious and a, a great man. Uh, even even greater than the great player that he was on the on the field. So we are so excited to have him. We get to have Charles Alexander, his former teammate, coming up in just about an hour. So we'll be back on here live if you want to join us for that. Charles Alexander, member of the 1981 Super Bowl team as well, running back for the team. We're excited about that. We're going to catch up with him as part of our coverage. In case you have not heard, big announcement earlier. We, John Sheeran and I, earlier today, interviewed none other than number 85, Chad Johnson. That was the big announcement we had been teasing all week. We were dialing it in, dialing it in, and that came to fruition earlier today. And that interview will also be on all of the channels there. We're working on some editing and producing stuff with that. But here's who who we've had so far this week. We had Tim McGee. We had Ken Anderson. We're going to have Chad the Chad Johnson interview up there for you. We've got Charles Alexander. We've got a, another... Uh, potential in-person appearance with Anthony Munoz in LA. So we've got a lot of stuff going on the rest of this week. And we've got maybe a special treat for you tomorrow. A lot of different appearances on other people's shows, which we are happy about and excited to be a part of that. And, uh, oh, by the way, we've we've got the big game on Sunday and we'll bring you post-game and all kinds of stuff here. But please, please, please do me a favor. Uh, of course, subscribe to our show, whether that's YouTube or give us a thumbs up and all that kind of stuff. Subscribe to the Cincy Jungle podcast channel and listen to our show and Ace and Zim's Orange is the New Black, Coach Speak, Chalk Talk by Matt Minnick, as I usually plug. And that's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the major ones. But please, 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 you know, if you listen to this show, you know that we are big, big proponents of helping out charities and helping out the charitable endeavors of current and former Bengals players we you guys did an awesome job raising funds for the ken ken anderson alliance the ken riley foundation javante woods foundation um and uh you know just all kinds of different causes here that we are the muñoz foundation as well it just please 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 if you heard what ken said about what the ken anderson alliance is doing donate get involved in that raffle donate some money help them reach that goal of 14,014 days really cool stuff they are doing helping out adults with developmental disabilities giving them jobs and you know ingraining them in the community and all kinds of cool things that that uh, that that charity does so uh, and of course if you get your hands on it i know who they Hootay Beer is back out there, but if you get your hands on it, go to 16 Lots and get yourself some Kenny's Day Drinking Lager. You got to get some of that stuff. It's it's good stuff, and it is uh, Super Bowl ready for you out there. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for tuning in live. Thank you for continuing to tune in to what we've got. Obviously, a lot of our, our special guest schedules are kind of all over the place, so we're going live when we can get them. And we're, we're bringing you the shows how, how and when we can. Also, if you follow us on Twitter at Bengals OBI, or if you follow the Instagram page, uh, the Cincy Jungle Instagram page, 
you can see clips of us in the questions we have been asking throughout the press conferences, the virtual press conferences at the Super Bowl. We've talked to Andrew Whitworth, Zach Taylor, Lou Anarumo, Mike Hilton, CJ Uzama, uh, Eli Apple, and Joe Burrow. We've asked questions to all these folks, and we're, we're breaking up those clips and shooting them off to you on those platforms. So go check those out, as well as finding those entire media sessions on nfl.com and whatnot that's going to do it for us we're going to be back on here in just about an hour with former Bengals running back charles alexander we are excited about that and we will see you very very soon take care and thanks to ken anderson go check out ken anderson alliance and help them reach fourteen thousand in 14 days we'll see you soon Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.